1: He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. Have you ever wanted to
0: sink your hands into a piece of clay and rip it apart when you're angry or upset? It's a tension reliever and can make you feel so much better. Imagine using an art form like clay or paint or even photography as a way to control your pain you might be surprised to find out just how effective art therapy helps you manage your physical symptoms, reduce anxiety, and re-engage in life. As a mind-body intervention, art therapy has shown promise as a holistic treatment for chronic pain. Our first guest, Rachel Lozano, is an art therapist herself. She's lived with pain for 18 years after she was diagnosed with a rare tumor affecting her spine called an Askins tumor. Rachel has done a remarkable job of overcoming substantial muscle and nerve pain through art therapy. She's here once again to share her story. Our second guest is Megan Robb, art therapist and assistant professor in art therapy counseling at Southern Illinois University Edwardsville. Megan worked in clinical practice at the National Institutes of Health for five years, spending time with pain and palliative care patients. She'll continue our discussion about who's best suited for art therapy, what kind of art forms are used, and how it can alleviate painful symptoms.
1: Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Teva Pharmaceuticals, The Pain Community, and Boston Scientific. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristo.md.com. Rachel Lozano is a
0: cancer survivor who's overcome cancer pain, post-surgical pain, and chemotherapy-induced pain. She works at Mercy Children's Hospital in St. Louis, Missouri as a counselor and art therapist. Rachel, welcome back to Aches and Gains. Uh,
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be
0: here. Well, it's great to have you back. On our last show, we talked about your upper back, chest, and arm pain resulting from an egg-sized spinal tumor and several surgeries associated with it. You were exposed to art therapy early on in the process, and it's had a remarkable effect on your life. Now, do you feel that art therapy better assists with the psychological aspects of having pain or the physical?
2: I think it helps with both. I think that it helps with um, distraction and processing feelings. And then, like I said, even moving limbs
0: in ways that may be helpful. Right. I've read that art therapy can actually do many things, like help resolve conflicts and reduce stress and improve self-esteem. How did it affect your self-esteem? I
2: think so. I think it gave me um, something else to focus on when I couldn't play basketball and field hockey anymore. It gave me a sense of pride and there was some different um, charity art shows that I was in and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. How did you see it lower your level of stress that might have been linked to cancer or pain associated with the cancer or the surgeries that you had?
2: Yes. felt like it could come out onto the paper or canvas or through the material. Yeah, I
0: mean, that seems to be quite unique about art therapy. Rachel, do you feel that it's the pleasure attached to creating art that actually produces the positive results, or is it the interpretation of the finished product?
2: Hmm, I think both, because when I would do an art of my own, I would enjoy the pleasurable part, and then when I was with the art therapist, that served another need, too.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I think that the art can help in many ways. Distraction catharsis, processing, and also just being
0: heard by someone else. Exactly. Now, when did you begin to realize that you were feeling better from art therapy? I mean, did that happen after one session or or several sessions?
2: I think it was helpful right from the beginning and why I wanted to keep going to it.
0: And how often did you go?
2: I would say it was actually many years because I went through three bouts of cancer. So I don't know the exact number of sessions. And then the, there was a whole year where my cancer was pretty much untreatable, and I had very little chance of actually surviving. And so I met with the art therapists weekly during that time to try to process a lot of that.
0: Wow, I'm glad you had that resource available, and I and I hope it was helpful. It was. Did your pain improve with greater numbers of sessions? In
2: some ways, I think it definitely kept things manageable. And it was something that helped me to continue engaging in the art that I may have not always done on my own.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. And how long are the sessions? I
2: would say approximately 60 minutes would be kind of a standard session.
0: And how much relief would you say in total that art therapy has provided you?
2: Somewhere between 50, 75 percent sometimes maybe even higher than that that's
0: really high Mm -hmm. that's great i mean especially given the intensity of pain you had from the tumor and from the multiple surgeries as well as the chemotherapy rachel have you saved your art uh, or displayed it
2: yeah some of it actually still hangs at the cancer center where i made it in the hallway and then i have some of it um, where i live And then I've given some to different charity shows or sold over the years. Well,
0: that must make you feel good. On the other hand, was it difficult to give up any pieces of art?
2: Sometimes. And then there was a few pieces that I also didn't end up keeping, too. Like, I remember there was a piece I did with a bunch of medical supplies. And I think I felt like my time with that piece was up. And so I
0: threw it in the trash, actually. Mm -hmm. And I bet even that was therapeutic. Has the benefit of art therapy for you been sustained?
2: Yes. I mean, I continue to do art and use it as a way to deal with pain and other health-related
0: things. Oh, good. So you use it both for pain control as well as managing other illnesses or diseases. You know, a reported benefit of art therapy is something called self-management, which means the ability to recognize what causes pain flares and how to avoid them. Did that happen for you?
2: I would say yes. Um, and that sometimes art was a great way to distract from the pain, but also like process through different pain episodes.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, some view teaching self-management as one of the most important components of treating chronic pain. What would make a patient, Rachel, uh, choose art therapy compared to, you know, other mind-body therapies?
3: I would say if
2: they're looking for a way to process feelings, um, it, have a different approach than traditional talk therapy, and then also um, be able to take it and use it on their own and help them with uh, things that are hard to put into work. Mm-hmm.
0: You know and I think it would be surprising for many to to realize that art therapy could be the most effective way to share their experience of having pain, and it also seems like art therapy is or could be just more fun.: I think so. <laughs> <laughs> You know I can imagine that I'd much rather be creative through art in a therapy session than maybe just talking to the therapist,
2: yes, and also something that I find now as um, an art therapist is when people are drawing or working on art sometimes they tend to open up more mm-hmm. cause they're kind of distracted by what they're working on and not looking you in the eye and feeling all the anxiety of maybe a normal therapy session right. so it works in that way too. How
0: do you think? Art therapy works to reduce pain?
2: I think that you're being able to put something into an art form that you may not be able to put into words. Mm-hmm. Being heard by the art therapist, and then also just moving your mind and your body in different ways, forcing yourself to be creative and letting go of
0: something. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other hand, a lot of people in pain don't feel that creative. Yet, art therapy has the capacity to draw creativity out of us. How have creative activities like art therapy made a difference in your life?
2: Um, I think that they've been able to reduce my pain and then also in such a big way ended up turning into me getting an art degree and then the Masters in Art Therapy Counseling. Well,
0: that's been great for you. Now, what about others, though, who will say to me, Dr. Christo, I do not feel creative. How is art therapy going to possibly help me?
2: I would say that Um, It's a challenge for them, and to just try to see what happens, to start small, and maybe just try doodling a few things with things they even have at home. Maybe it's pens or highlighters or start folding paper, just small little motions to work towards having creativity again that they may not even realize.
0: I like that. You know, I've read that therapeutic art making has enabled patients to redefine themselves, build new relationships, and feel hopeful about the future. Rachel, I can hear patients asking me, do you need to have any talents in art in order to benefit from art therapy? I mean, I can draw stick figures, and that's about (laughs) it.
2: Absolutely not. Um, I'm always telling patients I work with, I say, there are no grades here. This is a process that's just for you um, and for you to understand what you're doing. No one else needs to know what it looks like or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyone can use colors, shapes, or things like clay to convey meaning.
0: That's great to know, and especially for someone like me. (laughs) Rachel? When would you recommend that patients think about art therapy as a way to manage pain?
2: I would say anytime is
0: a great time. Well, would it be better if patients started earlier on in their pain experience versus, you know, 5, 10 years down the road?
2: I think it definitely could be helpful. um, Just having that awareness early on and another tool in the toolbox to deal with pain would be great.
0: Absolutely. Is art therapy best used along with other therapies for pain. For example, I might perform injections, and at the same time, a patient might seek the counsel and the advice and the guidance of an art therapist.
2: Yes, I think that it works great in conjunction with other therapies and treatments. Whatever is best for the patient, I think, is what I would recommend.
0: Mm -hmm. Were you, in fact, doing both? That is, art therapy as well as other pain treatments? Yes.
2: I mean, I was doing traditional medications and other things while going through art therapy treatment. They all work together.
0: They do all work together. Procedures, implantations, therapy, integrative therapies, you name it, they all can be beneficial. And finally, what should patients in pain remember about art therapy?
2: I would say just be open to something new and seeing what happens, and you may be surprised.
0: Were you, in fact, surprised?
2: Looking back, I don't think I ever thought art
0: would help me that much in my life. And yet it provided 75% or more relief for you. How great is that? Rachel, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Don't go away because our second guest, Megan Robb Returns. She's an art therapist and assistant professor in art therapy counseling at Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. I'm Dr. Paul Cristo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains.
1: Aches and Gains is supported by Teva, a leading global pharmaceutical company committed to increasing access to high-quality health care by developing, producing, and marketing affordable generic medicines, as well as innovative and specialty pharmaceuticals. If you have any questions or comments for Dr. Christo, please email him at achesandgains at gmail.com. That's achesandgains at gmail.com.
0: Megan Robb teaches art therapy at Southern Illinois University. She spent five years in clinical practice at the National Institutes of Health, working with pain and palliative care patients. Megan, welcome back to Aches and Gains. Thank you for
3: having me on the show, Paul.
0: Last time, we talked about Doing things like drawing, painting, or even working with modeling clay through art therapy helps to shift our attention away from pain. It can also be quite effective in improving our self-esteem and reducing stress. What do you instruct the patient to do during an actual session? Do you ask them to focus on the technical aspects of the artwork or help them interpret what they create?
3: That's a good question. Usually it's very collaborative. Sometimes the idea of drawing something and having it look good, there's a psychological reason for that. Mm -hmm. And so I would investigate that, but more so I am just looking for not necessarily what the product looks like, but what is the process like for them? What is it like um, scribbling really hard in a small area of that picture or what is it like when your clay has a lot of water and it's just dripping down and having them connect that experience to a feeling um a pattern of behavior that they might be having, or an insight into something new. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Now, are there common themes among patients in pain that you've seen manifest in their art? Mm -hmm. I mean, I had a patient, for example, who had pretty bad osteoarthritic pain in her shoulder and her arm, and she told me that the feeling was that the pain represented a dark, big, clawed monster. Would you have that patient illustrate what it looks like in art? and then depict visually how to defeat it.
3: Yeah, so I think it, you know maybe it's a question of like um, how do you conquer this something that feels much bigger than you, and I, I definitely saw that I had one client that would draw the little sickle cells and then wanting to kind of destroy them. Mm-hmm. It's like they're naming whatever the enemy is, whether it's pain or their illness or the stigma around it or whatever, and then transforming it. That is Pretty common.
0: Okay. Is there a spiritual dimension to art therapy? I mean, what have you seen?
3: Well, I just think the American public is highly spiritual, and oftentimes they need to rely on that asset that they have in order to get through moments where they feel like they can't get through. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the idea of creating religious symbology in their artwork is really important to them in terms of having something that then they could put on their wall or have around them it was kind of a visual record of something that could be part of their guided imagery or, or their focus when they're going through really difficult pain crises.
0: Right. I mean, I think it serves as a source of strength, and I, and I feel that our listeners will find that extremely valuable. Now, as an art therapist, Megan, what are you hoping that patients achieve during each session?
3: I really work on increasing self-awareness. I feel like if you're not self-aware, it's really hard to figure out if you're regulating your emotions well. You know, it could be very specific, like, I'm just getting ready for this procedure and I need to develop kind of procedural support and think about this process. You a know, patient is really struggling with getting needle sticks, how do we help them lower their anxiety during that procedure so then they're more prepared for it.
0: Well, that makes sense. Now, is one session enough or do patients really need many sessions?
3: I generally think this is about the relationship that happens between two people and usually that that's not a one-time mm-hmm. thing. I mean, there were definitely clients where I only saw them one or two times and that, that was more for like venting or distraction or kind of immediate release of the emotions, or feelings. Um, but if you're going to do reparative work, that, that's a multiple session.
0: Have you found that one art form is more pain-relieving than another?
3: Yeah, I would say like more of the fluid medium. So painting, watercolor, seems to be anecdotally more transformative for pain.
0: What about acute pain. I mean, is art therapy used at all for acute pain like post-operative pain or or mainly for chronic pain conditions?
3: There were times where, you know, we would attempt to have distraction help them, but for the most part, you know, medication is most used for treatment.
0: Yes, medications like opioids and anti-inflammatories are invaluable for acute pain. Okay. There are several studies on the effectiveness of art therapy for reducing symptoms in cancer patients. And they show that symptoms can be reduced by almost half, which I think is phenomenal. Have you seen the same effect in non-cancer patients with pain?
3: Well, I'd like to say yes, but I think in actuality, I don't know if it, if I can agree that I've seen that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, people who've been living with their pain for years and years I don't know if I saw a 50% reduction of symptomology. Man, it would be nice if that was true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really, really nice. You'll be surprised just how quickly art therapy can take effect after the break. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains.
1: Aches and Gains is supported by The Pain Community, a web-based nonprofit created by people living with pain. Check out paincommunity.org for information, references, advocacy tools, and a premium section to securely interact with other members in forums and chat rooms. Boston Scientific, a leader in microelectric implantable technologies used to treat chronic neuropathic pain. Medtronic, a global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Visit TameThePain.com to learn about treatment options for chronic pain. Welcome back. We're here
0: with Megan Robb, art therapist at Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. Megan, I also read in another report that art therapy reduced cancer pain pretty quickly in less than an hour. And the effect lasted for about 12 hours. Have you seen this in patients with pain?
3: The clients that it really clicked with and understood this practice and had um, kind of developed that sense of using art therapy for pain relief, that they could get into that flow state where you kind of are... I don't know if you've ever drawn or garden or cooked before where you lose that sense of time and place. Mm-hmm. That, that can be induced through art making, um, and so with the right combination of materials, and um, the client can get into that flow state that can create that immediate um, response okay. to, and then have that like last a, a while longer. Because then you're also then thinking about all the problem-solving that occurs when you're making art. Do I put the colour there? Do I put a line here? What shape should I go here? And and that can engage your mind maybe to have more distraction from your pain for a longer
0: amount of time. And when do you see patients begin to report a difference in their pain? I mean, after three sessions, five sessions?
3: Yeah, I would say it's pretty early on, like the session two or session three, we're seeing it. And if I'm not seeing it, then I'm kind of asking a lot of questions about why I'm not seeing some kind of pain reduction. Like What else is going on?
0: Well, I mean, two to three sessions is pretty fast. Now, I've read that some art materials can cause pain flare-ups in patients with, for example, migraine headaches. Does that happen?
3: If you need to just relax and you're doing something that makes you, uh, like you're a perfectionist and it's just making you more anxious, then yes, maybe having the task at hand could create more uncomfortable feelings for you or strain your eyes in a way that would not work.
0: I can see that. What I also have understood is that there's a lot of psychological improvement that art therapy produces. I mean, for example, that I've read that patients become more engaged in life. I mean, they take a more active role in art therapy than they've been able to do in life that leads to a feeling of sort of existing outside the realm of somebody with pain. And as a result, they're able to succeed and do much more. Now, Megan, have you seen a difference between men and women in art therapy?
3: We're not seeing that men are accessing therapy and yet they're reporting high rates of anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. You know, so this could be a, a place where we can engage men in therapy in a different way like so they can use their hands rather than talking about their feelings
0: right. I think using their hands to elaborate on their feelings is a great thing. Now, is art therapy more effective at addressing the psychological aspects of chronic pain compared to alleviating physical symptoms? Because it seems like the literature seems to suggest this.
3: I think that's definitely my practice. It's more the psychological, the mind-body connection. I, I think it's like I treat the mind and then the body follows
0: in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a very practical question. How much do the sessions cost?
3: As an outpatient, it's like a mental health uh, Counselors. So in the Washington, D.C. area, I think mental health counseling goes from 125 to 175 for an hour session. And
0: by the way, how do patients locate an art therapist?
3: Well, they can go to arttherapy.org, which is our American Art Therapy Association's webpage, and they have a Find a Therapist locator on there. Okay. Where you can type in city and state, and you'll have a list of people that are through there. You can also find art therapists through the Art Therapy Credentials Board, and that's atcb.org. Okay. So you want to see an art therapist that has an APR and a BC. They're board certified and they're registered as an art therapist. Mm-hmm. So that you know for sure they have continue continuing education requirements, that they're, they're a high level of practice, that they've been in practice for a while.
2: Okay,
0: that sounds great. And that last URL is atcb.org. That's the Art Therapist Credentialing Board. Before we close, what should we remember about art therapy and its potential for having a positive effect on pain?
3: the foremost thing is to remember that anybody can do art. And so when you are um, thinking about how do you regulate your pain or how do you understand it in a better way? Be creative in thinking about that and, and using our therapist as a way of understanding your pain and transforming that into you know a better wellness state
0: for yourself. Absolutely, as well as a better ability for self-management. That is, recognizing what causes pain flares and how to avoid them. Megan, it was a pleasure having you on the show once again. Sure, thank you, Paul. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and thank you for listening.
1: The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.